Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. That involves more time together with our families, more books, more movies, more board games, and most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. So Phil, I took your advice and read the comments on a recipe that I was making actually last night. What did you think of them? I think it actually made the recipe. Not just made it better, but like I was surprised at how incredibly helpful everybody in the comments were trying to be. Like no trolls in there? Yeah, like no, no, not at no all. No one just trying to hijack the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No hecklers? Yeah. They, were, they were just like refining the recipe. It was... Oh gosh, what was it? So it was, it was a, it's going to sound really weird and it's not something that we would normally eat, but I saw it, uh, it was in New York Times cooking recipe, a cheesy bean and tomato bake, hmm. I think is what they called it, but it was pretty much just beans with what kind? tomato Maybe? paste. Uh, you, you pick. Okay. They recommended some type of white bean. Uh, you could even do chickpeas and tomato paste with some type of cheese on top of it. And that was pretty much it. And then I think they had they had some sautéed garlic in there, salt and pepper. That, that was like the New York Times recipe. And the comment section definitely brought it up a level. So on ours, instead of just sautéing garlic, I also threw some onions in there. And then the beans with double the amount of tomato paste that they were recommending. Uh, some chili really? flakes in there. Yeah, some, some like red chili flakes. And then and some fresh rosemary, actually, topping it off with the mozzarella. I mean, those are like all my favorite flavors. I was surprised at how much we both liked it. We had a, a nice simple salad with it and some bread. And for literally just beans like baked in a cast iron skillet, it was so good. It had this, this really like warm, comforting and complex flavor to it. You know, there was like some nice acidity and and even like from the the tomatoes caramelizing around the edges, the tomato paste, you got like a nice, really interesting balance of like sugar and acidity and yeah, super good. But rosemary and the red chili flakes absolutely made it. Thank you, comment section. Jeez, I don't know why I haven't done this before. Okay, it's so interesting that you say that because I made some paella a few months back and both Ashley and I noticed that the acidity level was just like way too high and we both had heartburn from it. And I was just thinking like, man, what what is it about this that just gives us so much acid? And I actually went back and read the comments after the fact yeah. and everybody was saying that and, and they were just saying, don't put in nearly as much tomato paste. So it's just kind of fascinating. Your recipe, you know, let's just say one to one, they called for the same amount. Yours said, put in a little more. Mine said, put in a little mm -hmm. less. So like those comments can really change the dish entirely. And yeah, well, it's not the most obvious thing to do, but I it think I'm going to make it one of my, one of my cooking routines, just like, you know, just like I do mise en place now. Yeah. I mean, like I told you, I, I look at comments and reviews for just about everything else that I'm going to buy. So I think it totally makes sense to look for that communal wisdom on uh, a recipe site. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Well, speaking of community, I created a little bit with my family tonight. Uh, so the kids yeah. were in bed, got them into bed at a really decent hour. It was like, I mean, basically like, you know, at sunset, felt like it was a big win for us. And by sunset, do you mean 3 p.m.? Yeah, because of winter <laughs> solstice. <laughs> Sorry. It was like... You walk into the room. No, it was like, it was like seven. Yeah. Got them into bed at like seven-ish. And f like five minutes later, we walk into the room. We're like, surprise girls, we're actually going to go drive around and we're going to look at Christmas lights. 
and we popped some popcorn for them. And <laughs> I mean, like the looks on their faces, like they thought they were they were going to the North Pole. It was like the Polar Express for them. And oh, that's a ton of fun. It was so cute, just like seeing the joy, just like the raw, unbridled joy. And hot um, chocolate? Did they have hot chocolate? And, well, okay, so this is actually where I'm going with that. So we we drove to Starbucks, and they all got hot chocolates. I'm not a huge hot chocolate guy. I take that back. I, I love hot chocolate, but I think if I'm going to compare it to caramel apple cider, I'm going to choose that like yeah. a thousand times out of a thousand and one. So people don't say that. 99 times out of 100. Anyways, this is actually not not where I wanted to go with the story. What I really wanted to say is, you know the sleeves that come in the Starbucks cups? Yeah. Yes. The, do you know what those are called? Yes. I do. I, I did. Okay. So there was like a, a special puzzle edition of the Times a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. And they, they had it in there. And it's something like super ridiculous, like a Zert or You're something. You're very close. And all I remember is that it was absolutely ridiculous. It's a zarf. A zarf, right. Yeah. Is that not okay, the so, weirdest thing ever? It's stupid. Yeah. We I don't just, remember where I heard it. I don't, but uh, I, was, I, I, don't, I don't know why it's called that. Do you no. have any idea there? I'm sure there's some sort of translation, but I was feeling a little bit ornery and I, I felt the cup and it, it didn't have one and it was a little warm. And so I, I did it, Chris. I asked... The girl through the drive-thru line at Starbucks. If I could have a Zarf. She didn't give me the time of day. She's like, what? By that time of night, I'm sure she had it already. The the thing, the sleeve thing. And then she just gave it to me. Like, she didn't even dignify me with a response. So, yeah. So, round of applause for her. Snap clap. That's our Christmas tradition, to confuse and harass the, the Starbucks baristas with Zarfs. And look at Christmas lights and, um... I don't know. Maybe have some holiday treats while we're at it. Like popcorn? Because you popped yeah, popcorn, like popcorn for your girls. Caramel corn is one of my favorites. I also really like the Ritz crackers that you form into a sandwich with peanut butter in the middle. And then you dip them in mm. chocolate. And they're well, absolutely I don't think fire. I've ever done that, actually. Have you not had those? No, not, not with chocolate. I feel like I probably had Ritz with peanut butter growing up, but definitely not with chocolate. Well, you're so welcome. That, that might have to go on the list, I suppose. What's what's something that you think should go on my list that, I, that you're confident I've never had? You know, I've actually never had it either. But what we're making for Christmas dessert actually is probably going to not entirely do the pronunciation justice, but a Kranikin. It's like this this uh, Scottish mm. dessert that sounded really good. Although we're still trying to figure out exactly how to approach it because apparently there's a good bit of uh, whiskey in it. I don't know. Maybe we just don't tell anybody and let my nieces love it. <laughs> but that okay, so. is the worst, best <laughs> idea I've ever heard. Hey, okay, here's so, a fun fact. So no, you go, you go. No, I was just going to tell you what a Kranikin is. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, so, obviously. What's a Kranikin, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like Molly and I, we've been trying to figure out a little bit, like what our traditions are, like what, what type of traditions we want to have. And, you know, I, I don't know if I grew up with a lot of like super hardcore traditions. You know, we had like pie for Christmas. And I think we'd have some cookies. Molly's family, they definitely had cookies. And they also had, they have like this really kind of interesting Polish, they call it like like their Polish Christmas Eve. And they have like a, a whole Are Polish. Are they Polish? Yeah. Well, okay. you know, in, in as much as 
anybody in America is something else other than American. Yeah, I'm German. Which is maybe a whole other conversation that I think is kind of interesting. Because, like, I think we're the only country that does that. But, yeah, uh, Molly does have some uh, Polish ancestry. And so they do a whole thing. And they have these, like, Polish breads and it's their thing. And I never really grew up with that. I mean, my mom's mom would make empanadas, but like we'd also just have pie and maybe some cookies, but that was it. So we're, we're trying to, you know, explore a little bit and see what else is out there. And, you know, obviously like we do have some Scottish heritage. And so we thought we'd give this, this, uh, Kranikin a go, but it sounds super good. It's kind of like a trifle, I guess. Or, or maybe like if you don't know what a trifle is, like a like a fancy parfait. And obviously, there's all these things that are like super unique to Scotland. They're, I guess their raspberries are totally different than any raspberry we might get over here. Their cream is different. Their honey is different. But at least we can get their scotch. So uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, do they call it scotch over there? They call it scotch, or do they just call it whiskey? Yeah, I don't know. That's what I was wondering. So you, I know it's without uh, an e. Yes, correct. So you take that that whiskey without an e. And you soak oats overnight in it, like toasted oats. And then you fold that into more or less like a whipped cream from like a, like a heavy cream and uh, layer that with like a raspberry puree and sprinkle with some more toasted oats on there. And so it's, it's more or less like a, a whiskey and whipped cream raspberry parfait thingy. It sounds super good. So that's what we're gonna, that's what we're gonna make this Christmas. And I was guessing that you probably haven't had a, a, a Kranikin. So there you go. I'll let you know how well, it is. I'm going to make like Kramer and I'm going to invite myself over because that's that's maybe not the worst thing I've ever heard. No, I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah, it should be fun. Actually, I'm looking forward to my nieces stumbling around after three servings of that. <laughs> Do you remember when we had the idea in high school to like throw this big kager uh, with non-alcoholic beer? <laughs> Just to see the response. Who, who pretends? People. Yeah. Who pretends? Yeah. Oh, not, so not specifically, right now. but that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> yeah, it was one of our many brilliant ideas in high school. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if you can hear this. I'm looking at my my monitoring, and it doesn't seem like it's picking it up. But we're babysitting some guinea pigs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, they're in my dining room, and yeah. I'm on the other side of the wall near my kitchen. Can you just bring them into your little recording booth? <laughs> We should finish the episode with the guinea pigs. Maybe if we had a YouTube channel set up, we don't. We can take a picture, and that'll be the the, the cover art for the YouTube post. <laughs> well, they're they're kind of noisy. They're wrestling each other right now. It's like, but what if it was just one of them? Would one of them be like the side of the super cage? noisy? What if what if one of them is trying to notify me that the other one has died? And then you should comfort it. And I'm not comforting it because I'm doing something more important to me. I'm going to lose a friend over it, but it's not going to be you. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you have, I'm glad that you have your priorities straight. Phil. Yeah. So, so the guinea pigs are kind of, uh, being a little rowdy. If anybody's I wondering what that like, scratching sound is, it's my, it's my guinea pigs. It's hilarious. Like I, I texted a picture of them to my mom yeah. with Libby holding them and, and Libby's like my youngest, like so happy, like the cutest little face in the world, holding these guinea pigs with absolute sheer joy. And I just sent a picture to my mom. She didn't know that we were house sitting or, ba- or babysitting rather guinea pig sitting. She thought, you know, they were our new pets. And so she's like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. What are their names? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't actually know. <laughs> oh man. So it's just funny because I, I did I still haven't told her that they're not actually our guinea pigs. She thinks we have two guinea pigs and I don't know their names. Well, Phil, there's still time to get two more guinea pigs for Christmas. You could poke little holes in their box as you wrap them for the tree. We might be the only family in America that doesn't own a pet. And you should remedy that. I kind of like it. I kind of like my pet. I'll send you a hamster in the mail. I bought a hamster for my brother one year for Christmas. Actually, I bought him two because I thought they were going to be lonely. <laughs> he didn't want a hamster. He wasn't expecting it. <laughs> I don't know if this show is going to get super popular. And one day in the in the future, around Christmas time, I do a white elephant gift with some listeners. But I have the world's greatest white elephant gift idea. And I almost did it one year, but Ashley talked me out of it. To, to actually do a hamster... Like in a, you know, in a little box. Yeah. Because somebody's going home with a hamster, whether they like it or not. <laughs> oh, like an actual white elephant like gift exchange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like somebody's going to choose that box. That would be kind of hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, this is my world. These are the things that I think about. These are the things that I lie in bed awake <laughs> at night. But but you should definitely get the girls a, some guinea pigs for Christmas morning. We'll see. I don't think so. Maybe wants a turtle. Oh. That's not going to happen. Those things last for so long. So my cousin. Didn't you have one? No. Okay, your cousin did. Uh, I think Jonathan had one. I kind of remember a turtle in your house. Every pet you could think of. Uh, We had a lot of pets growing up. But my cousin, he, gosh, I think he got his turtles when he, I don't know, he was like five or six. Those things are still going strong like 30 years later. (laughs) That's insane. (laughs) So I guess just think about that, Phil. Guinea pigs yeah. Guinea pigs only last a few get, years. Yeah. Oh, boy. I don't think I'm doing anything like that for Christmas this year because I'm a Grinch. I'll send you a guinea pig. It's a big old green Grinch. But speaking of Grinchy stuff, weren't we talking about cookies and Cranikins. treats and Cranikins. ice cream and all that fun stuff? Cranikins and empanadas. Cranikins. Ooh, I love empanadas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My grandma would make, she'd make like pumpkin empanadas. I think those really? Were the, those are like the favorite. They're, they're super good. It was like the the holiday thing. But um do you guys uh did you have any traditional desserts, treats, sweets? Uh yeah. You know, like you were we're trying a new thing this year. For my birthday, my lovely wife got me a Jenny's ice cream cookbook. Okay. You remember Jenny's ice cream? I don't know if I do. I think I mean, it took like you there when you were out here. Familiar? They've got them throughout okay. the U.S. I, I know there's yeah, I not know. one in Colorado, but... I know you've talked about it before. Have I? Yeah, it's it's really, really good ice cream. They use essential oils in their ice cream for fragrance. And if Does you know what like I do for a living, that kind of means a lot to me. your sicknesses. Because I sell air fresheners for a living. <laughs> but uh, no, no, not, not that kind of essential oil. I think it's just like pure scent goodness, but... um. Also cures cancer. Oh boy. If your redheaded stepchild comment didn't get us canceled, that will. Jeez, we're in trouble. Well, at least we um, didn't have the bulimia. Wait, you, I, I don't even know which one you posted. Did you post the, <laughs> the, the commentless version? I, I published the one that should have been published. Let's put it that way. That doesn't answer my question. <laughs> I see very strong arguments on both sides. Sure. So Jenny's is... This delicious ice cream uh, stores throughout the throughout the country. Uh, I think it started in Ohio. Which did you know? A lot of chains start in Ohio. Yeah, like I, I feel like quite a few start out here. Also, I feel like Chili's and Outback and Texas Roadhouse things you wouldn't expect. Like all start in Ohio. Really bizarre. I don't know if those ones specifically do. We can pretend like they do because one thing I've learned about having a podcast or 
having a microphone in general is that you don't have to be the smartest guy in the room. You just have to you just have to sound like you're the smartest guy in the room. You're rewriting history, Phil. That's it. So Jenny's really really good ice cream and really unique flavors. So they've got this one that uh, uses honeycomb, like real actual honeycomb. That one's probably my favorite. They've got like you know that you know those butter mints that you that. would get at like seafood restaurants. They've got one that uses those. I think it's called Savannah Butter Mint. Anyways, just like endless like really unique flavors of ice cream, like black licorice stuff like that. Ooh, Molly would like that. She's she likes black licorice. I remember. Anyways, I got a cookbook for my birthday, and yeah. so one of the one of the things that we decided to do this year instead of you know your stereotypical snickerdoodle. Christmas cookies. Uh, let's let's try something new. So we're we're gonna make peppermint ice cream out of out of the cookbook. Nice. That sounds yeah. great. That's actually what Molly's family does Christmas night. They just have peppermint ice cream and and maybe some leftover fancy bread things. So yeah, I I like the idea of homemade peppermint ice cream. It's interesting that it it feels like so many other places have more you know beyond the U.S. have more like traditional. Things like that, you know, have like a Christmas pudding or in like a England or like a, a, a Bouche de Noël in France. And Molly could rattle off like all the traditional desserts. But it feels like in the U.S. we don't really have anything of that like stature traditionally. Hmm. Which I is think sad. I'm okay with that. We just said opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I was, I was thinking about it, and there's this sense that like the melting potness of the U.S. isn't always celebrated. There's, I think, in the past, there's there there has been a large push at times to like assimilate um, in, in past generations. I know my my mom's parents' generation, there there was a lot of that, and they kind of fell fell into that, and I think. There's some traditions lost because of that. But I think at some level, it's also like what makes the U.S. interesting is, is that it is like this melting pot of, of people from different places. And I think it'd be cool if there was more of an embrace of those traditions and maybe even like food traditions that come with people's heritage. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm being like that. too optimistic or maybe I'm being too idealistic. Or Well, I think you see that regionally. Maybe a little bit more. Like where yeah. I live, it's it's like a it's like an oyster shucking festival that people throw in the in their backyard and invite a bunch of people over and it's like it's like a thing that you just share these knives and then you shuck oysters with them and then you and then you stab them and then you throw them in your mouth with the same knife that somebody else just used and nice. Oh boy. It is not happening this year because of COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're going on. I don't think we've adopted those quite yet. Although growing up for me, and I, this is going to sound not normal, but I, I grew up in Wyoming, and one of our traditions was fried oysters on Christmas morning in Wyoming. I'm refraining because you know <laughs> so, Wyoming is just like the neighbor to the north of Colorado, and you know there there is. Uh, an oyster tradition here as well, Phil. Right. I can't, these honestly, were, I've never had, I've never had the land oysters. The uh, Yeah, these were oysters of the sea. The At least I think they were. Wait, do you think my, no. <laughs> were they, Phil? Stop it right now. <laughs> my how, large, how, lar- how large were they, Phil? Were they like two biters? <laughs> yeah, they were, um, well, they were two biters for my small mouth. I was like nine <laughs> years old. I didn't like them then. Don't love them now. Huh, so that's sad. Yeah. Wait, o- oysters are uh, are the bovine equivalent. All of the above. That's sad, Phil. I actually do like oysters. 
like the sea oysters. We we had some in New Orleans. Hey, this is not the first time I mentioned New Orleans in the last week or so. They were like covered in Parmesan cheese and baked. So I, if I'm going to have an oyster, I think I want it. First of all, I want it cooked. Yeah, like the raw um, oysters. I'm good with it. Raw. I think I could be okay with it. You said you like it or no? Yes, you, very okay. much. So. I think hmm. I think I mentioned Eventide when we were talking about yeah, Gold yeah. Belly. One of these days, we'll have to go to to Portland, Maine, and okay, there are some fantastic oyster places there. Yeah. Eventide being one of them, I I would give it another go. It's not that I'm like inherently opposed. Uh, it's just like the feeling of snot in the back of your throat that's not your own. Yeah, it's a little slimy. There's yeah, a little, bit, a little bit of a slimy thing going on. Yeah. Like some phlegm. Yeah. Phlegm. So I like that they were baked in New Orleans, covered in cheese. So tasty. Yeah. Well. But they, they don't do that here. Like the like the Christmas tradition of an oyster shuck. There's a name for it. Shuck like fest. A, yeah, probably. I can't remember exactly. <sighs> we're going to have some very, very angry listeners. Yeah, we'll call it a shuck fest for now. Yeah, so like the baked oysters kind of reminds me of this dish that we made for New Year's actually a few years back. You know, we've talked about how much we definitely enjoy mussels. We were having a few people over and decided to do like a mussel appetizer. And um, instead of just steaming them, we actually ended up baking them. And it was really, really good. So we had like these these baked breaded mussels with actually a champagne cocktail that was super, super good. Found like this this recipe online, and I think it's one of become one of my favorite little like uh, party appetizer things to make. So I can get down with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking like with New Year's next next week, maybe maybe we can do that one. That sounds great. We got an ITK episode dropping just like five days or so. Let's make some oysters. I tell you what, you you make the oysters, I'll make the aperitifs, and we'll have ourselves a little party. As long as you can send one of those out here. You can send probably anything hold in, the in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. It would be a little flat, but... Got to get one of those, like, uh, what are they called? Soda streams? Just, oh, yeah. just re- recarbonate it. That's actually not a bad idea. We could do that with champagne, champagne, and refizzit for people. This is the worst idea I've ever had, actually. Yeah, since since nobody likes seltzer anymore. I think the the seltzer revolution is is what they were missing to, like, really make it big. Speaking of seltzers... And maybe we could talk about this on our New Year's special episode. The Old Fashioned, right? If you're an adult male, it's probably your favorite drink. I know it's mine. You like a good Old Fashioned, yeah? I, I do. I do, Phil. I, I like them very much. It's not my all-time favorite cocktail, but it's in the top five. Because, again, I'm an adult male. Uh, but anyways, so I found out I've been making them wrong this whole time. So I always thought that you you topped it off with a splash of soda, you know, it's like club soda or whatever. And, and of course, you probably already know this because you're a freaking genius of a bartender. That's why they call you Coyote Ugly. But it's actually just like the college bars that were trying to skimp on ingredients that would top it off with club soda. And that's why it became known as a, you know, a club soda garnish. But that's not how it's made. There's no club soda in an old fashioned. No. And so I stopped putting it in there and noticed a huge difference. And now I'm like, where have you been all my life, old fashioned? What was I making before? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we had we had the whole conversation with this with the bartender at uh, one of the places that we went to one time you were out here. We did. I I'd forgotten about that, but now I remember. He was very passionate about that. I feel like we should save our cocktail delving for uh, New Year's. Yes. That was like our big teaser. Tune in next Thursday. This whole episode has been a teaser. For, <laughs> right. 
We could just replay this every Christmas and New Year's. But yeah, that's a good idea. I don't want to get too far into it because we've got to save our content for next week. And at that, unless you have anything more to say about marzipan and pretzels or whatever. I think I'm looking forward to that episode. And we uh, kind of brushed over Christmas a little bit. But honestly, that feels like 2020. I'm just ready for January. That's <laughs> if we're going to be honest. I'm going to have some, uh, some, some whiskey parfaits and... Just, I don't know, go hibernate for the rest of the week until it's a new year. Before you do, I have one burning question in closing. Okay. Fudge, with or without peanut butter? I'm, I'm not super, super crazy about peanut butter to begin with, so I'm going to go oh without. Oh my gosh, I hate you. I hate your guts. Sorry. Cancel the show. Should what we do almond butter? Sure. <laughs> almond? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I like cashew butter. I actually don't mind almond butter. Yeah, no, it's not bad. Except that it always reminds me of like right after a marathon. Because they always give out those little packets of almond butter. So when I taste it, I just I just feel expended. So, yeah. Subtle flex. There we go. Feather in the cap. Awesome, Phil. Well, <laughs> as always, if people wanted to, and I don't know why they would, uh, follow whatever we're doing. Yep. The Instagrams. Yep. The Grammys, Dad's Kitchen Co. On all of our social platforms. We're on Twitter now, too. So that's kind of fun. Nice. And um, Cool. Have some have some cool things to look forward to. I think with YouTube as well. Subscribing. That, that's what you do on YouTube. Liking, rating. Actually, the the, the ratings on Apple Podcasts do help us a lot. Oh yeah, we haven't plugged that in a while. Yeah, if you if you like the show, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. That actually does a huge thing for us. It kind of helps us navigate the interlocking web of algorithmic infinite. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> Cut that. <laughs> Nope, staying in. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if you love this show but you hate my metaphors, then definitely go to Apple Podcasts and give us five stars there. It really helps us. It really really helps us, and it's honestly, you know, it's just kind of a good way to to support what we're doing. So, because without Dad's Kitchen, what would we be but a bunch of dads without a kitchen? I think we'll end this the the episode before that. <laughs> <laughs> For once, finally. <laughs> You dislike what I say enough to cut it. Oh, that was entertaining. Cool. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry January.